Welcome to Women Express, the place where you come to go to learn how to use your voice, stand up, and stand out. I'm Denise Harrington, and I'm your host today and your fun exhibitor. We're going to be having a lot of fun. We're going to be talking to someone that I feel is critical to the voice and conversation in life today and certainly for the masses, and that's Dana Corsello. She is the victor of the Washington Cathedral. And the Washington Cathedral, from my perception, is one of the biggest and most important churches in the United States because of its ability to be inclusive, to inspire activism, to inspire a voice in every parishioner and those people who visit globally to this this sanctuary every single Sunday and in many cases every single day. I attend the church, this church and am a parishioner. I grew up Episcopalian, but this church is not necessarily a denomination in its focus. It is about giving people a platform to share their God, share their life, share their belief. I also want to let all my listeners know, don't run away because we said the God word. We are taking this approach of how Dana uses her voice every day to inspire the spirit within people and the diversity of that spirit and the inclusion of that spirit with others. So I want to welcome you today, the Reverend Dana Corsello. It must be incredible just to be a woman priest. How does that feel? Well, good morning, Denise, and thank you so much for having me, a guest on your podcast. You know, it's, it's overwhelming. The dean of the cathedral, Randy Hollerith, would say to me, can you believe we're here? I mean, here's, he's the dean, and he's saying, can you believe we get this platform that we get to be part of this? Not only is it a, a gorgeous space, but the way we transmit to people, the way we talk about God, talk about our relationship with Jesus Christ is important. But it's also, it can be so overwhelming, and, and I can explain more about that later. But as, as a woman, I feel quite privileged that I am able to be my authentic self within the context of the Episcopal Church, within the context of an international platform, such as the Washington National Cathedral. People watch our services online. Not only do they make a pilgrimage to the cathedral every Sunday, some people come directly from the airport with their luggage. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really, really neat. And especially when we meet people who say, oh, I watch you every week and I live in Germany and I wanted to come meet you in person. That for me was shocking at first and quite humbling. I had no idea the reach. And so sometimes I have to be careful. You know, we're not the church or the cathedral for the Democratic Party. We're not the church or the cathedral for the Republican Party. We are the Washington National Cathedral. We try to bring people of two parties, two perspectives, ideologies together as one. And so with that, as a woman and just as a, an Episcopal priest, I, 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 I'm humbled, but I also feel a great deal of responsibility on my shoulders. Well, it's interesting because when I first came to the cathedral, the very first time I came, I was very inspired by you. You're not the only woman that is shepherding 
the masses at the Washington National Cathedral, you're one of, of many, as a matter of fact. The thing that inspired you about me and why I have you on this show, because this show is all about how do women find their voice. And most of the women that I have interviewed so far, a big piece of that is, is finding their voice means they found their mission within themselves and began to convey that. And that was what inspired me about you. I felt like this woman is lit up. She is in total belief of what she believes in and total connection with her inner core self and being able to get that message out there to other people and inspire others is why you're here today. Tell us, how, how did you find your voice? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I'm 55 years old. So it, it just didn't, you know, happen overnight. I grew up the child of an, uh, an alcoholic and I'm an adult child of an alcoholic. And I had a lot of self-esteem issues as a young girl growing up in West Texas. My parents, believe it or not, didn't raise me in the church. They rejected the church. I had so many issues to work through. And it's taken 12-step programs. It's taken therapy. And it's taken, I think, a lot of courage to figure out that I am just authentically me and I can't be anything other than that. And whether, you know, you often wonder what arrives before you do. Is it the way you look? Is it the way you stand? Is it the way you don't look? Or is it the sound of your voice? You know, all of these things can attract people and they can propel people. And so I've always just tried to have a smile on my face and have a, an open presence, not a naive presence necessarily. But I wouldn't call you naive. No, but an open presence um, to put out there to the world, this is who I am. I can only be authentically me. And I don't mean that in the cliche way because I've been hurt by that. I think a lot of women have been hurt by by our authentic selves, like, oh, you're too emotional, you're too bitchy, you're too hard, you're you're not strong enough. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just all of that all tied up. And when I finally had the courage and felt confident, I had to I, I had to work on my confidence. I had to work on my ability, especially as a woman. What your listeners don't know is um before I came to the cathedral, I was the rector of my own parish in San Francisco. And I worked my tail off. I faced a lot of patriarchy, misogynism. I mean, I would have men look at me in, the, in a room and say, gosh, the sermon was good. Church had a lot of energy. Oh my gosh, church was so beautiful on Sunday. They wouldn't look at me. They would look at the men, sit, my male leadership sitting on either side of me and address them like I was invisible. And I'm the one who did it all. I preached. I celebrated. I'm the one. You know, and luckily I had these men that were surrounding me said, why are you looking at us? We didn't do a damn thing, you know? Good for you. He's the one who did it. And so having to, there's a fine line between being the angry woman and being the strong woman who can, who can say, look, you know, cut it out. Get over your bad self. I'm, I did this. I accomplished this. This is who I am and I'm going forward. And so I, I've had my knocks 
but now I can stand there. I can stand on this platform every Sunday and welcome people from around the world with happiness and joy in my face and my heart and know that I'm doing God's work. I feel like the spirit has rained down on me. I'm really blessed and I'm shockingly blessed. I can share that with the world. Well, the main thing that I want to to applaud you on is I that is probably more than anything out there. Our listeners need to hear that, that many of us have gotten to that place later in our lives. But this platform is about sharing knowledge so that you get there sooner. And, mm-hmm. and the funny thing about the inspiration from for starting this Women Express is seeing in the last couple of years the groundswell of women who are rising up and using their voices. And the power of hearing your story just now says that the platforms are there for us to take and we have to remind everyone, not always is it just the men that we have to remind, we certainly have to remind them. We also have to remind other women when we take our power That power gives us the right to express those things that we believe within ourselves. And the power platform of of presenting or voice has a lot to do with helping you establish yourself, too. That's what your story is saying. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think this is vital, too. I'm going to use an anecdote. When I get ready in the morning for work, I watch CBS, their morning show with Gail King and Nora Roberts and John... Dickerson. And I love Gail King because part of her, I think, is part of me. She, and she was just recognized for this in the New York Times that I think the television critic said she's the emotional accordion of the show because she's funny and she says kind of wacky things that I know probably makes her producers crazy. (laughs) Um, She says whatever comes to her mind, which makes me laugh because I had that same affliction. Something comes to my mind, it just comes right out my mouth and I can't think it back. But what I love is she shows her vulnerability and her emotions and her humor. And so I think that's sort of what's gotten me through life is I do think it's so important. We can be strong. We can be credible. We can have just tremendous power. But that doesn't mean that we suffocate our own emotions. We don't have to tamp down our our vulnerability. There's power in vulnerability. There there just is. Because it is that authenticity again. It's, It's saying, I can... I can love you. I can open my arms, my heart, my mind to you if you just let me. And we we can have this exchange. And I think if if people can feel that in us, especially with laughter, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so important. Invulnerability is it's and let's clarify what we mean by vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability doesn't mean that I'm a doormat. Oh, absolutely not. Vulnerability means that I I look at it as I don't take myself so seriously. I'm going to make some mistakes. I do some wacky things sometimes. I say wacky things that might fall flat. Or I, I, I stand on a platform with myself. I take an issue with myself that I stand up for. And maybe I fall flat on my face the first time. But I get back up and I do it again. And, and I believe in the vulnerability or the authentic self. And I think that voice, that voice that frees up the authentic self, 
is the voice that says, this is how I feel about me. This is what I'm going to try about me. This is what I'm going to share about me. And that's why the platform is so important because people don't come to necessarily hear the words that they say. Mm-hmm. or that you are saying they right. come to be inspired by the person that you are. Mm-hmm. That's why voice is so powerful. And especially for us women that are standing up more and more today. Absolutely. That that's exactly right because they can see themselves, they can hear themselves and they themselves can be inspired by all of that. It, it, it's, it's so important. I love your story because it, it does say that be, as we're starting to rise up and use our voices more and more as women, men are not, people are not used to us taking that kind of power. And that's why I really wanted to have you on today. I'm glad you linked the San Francisco story to the Washington Cathedral story because it sounds like you, you got your training wheels on mostly in San Francisco. And now here you are at this international platform where you get to tell your story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And, and the story is not always easy. I mean, I receive hate mail. I receive hate emails. People get upset when they think I'm too political too. I don't know if you were there when I preached the sermon about the lynching and how we, you know, just, racism, the sin of racism, that really upset people. And I don't know if they didn't want to hear it from a white woman or, it, it, you know, the gospel makes people uncomfortable. It just does. And in this day and age, and we're at this environment we live in, this frenzied craziness that we're surviving in right now, people are on edge. And so it's it makes it a little harder, but there has to be truth to power spoken. We have to be true to the gospel. And as a woman, sometimes I feel uh, a little, um, I don't know, it's not scared, but before I get up, like I'm preaching this Sunday, before I get up in the pulpit, I'm going to just try to wrap myself in the Trinity, you know, God on one side, Jesus on the other, and the Holy Spirit just wrapping me in a red, warm, like protective armor, you know, this bow of armor, so to speak. Because there will be arrows slung at me, but I can't let that stop me. Good job. Good job. You know, one just can't. You um, just can't. And that's, uh, that is such an important thing to share with the women who are listening today, that you still have to speak. You have to get up and use your voice. And people are not going to like it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like it. But you still have to talk from your truth because true transformation for first self comes from that ability to stand up and just speak your truth. The second layer of transformation that I would love to see the women that are listening to these podcasts to walk away with, the second layer of transformation is saying that truth to others and not being, of course, you're going to feel vulnerable inside. Of course, you're going to be a little bit scared. Good thing that you wrap yourself in that red blanket. The main thing is, is that you're doing it, right? Right, right. No, absolutely. And I do it when I preach some of these more riskier, harder sermons. I do it because the people who are present. When I preach that tough sermon back in May about, it was about Brian Stevenson and the Equal Justice Initiative and his lynching museum that he'd opened. 
there were people, there were African-American women in the audience who came up to me and said, I've waited 10 years to hear that sermon. You're speaking my truth. Finally, someone understands and is speaking the horrors that my family has lived through. And I thought, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, I'm going to probably be, and I did get some a lot of heat for that from, of course, some white men <laughs> who were present. But there were some black women there who were in tears. And so you just have to do it because because it was centered on what Jesus teaches in the Bible. It wasn't about me and my own opinions. It was about this is wrong and we're not loving our neighbor. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely see what you mean. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe some of our listeners out there don't affiliate necessarily with the religious Right. approach in life. But the, what you're basically saying here through your truth is I have to stand up for truth. I have to use my voice to help transform our world. And sometimes when you're using your voice to transform a world, people get into their own personal stuff that they have to face. And if someone doesn't turn the light on, we'll never see the day. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. But it's a universal truth that we have to respect the dignity of every human being. We have to love our neighbors as ourselves. I don't care. That's a universal truth. It's very universal. If we can't, if we can't abide or on that, <laughs> just on that basic, then we've got problems. And so I think regardless of one's gender, we all have to do our part to work for that. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just so excited that we've had this opportunity to be together. Is there anything else that you think that our listeners need to know if they were going to stand up and start using their voice on such an amazing platform that you're on, one like yours? Well, um, I, I think as women, we need to support the young women in, the, in this country, you know, after the shooting in Parkland, Florida. And those just incredible high school girls got up and embraced an international platform. I mean, here in D.C., I went to that march and they were excoriated. I mean, they were beaten up on social media. They, all the, uh, what do you call those people online? The, the trolls. We need to protect those young people. We need to do all in our power to support young women who were just coming up. They are going to, they are our future. They're already our future. And I just ask everyone, whatever you can do to pray for them, support them, be a sister to and a sibling to all of these young uh, women who are struggling with so much that that we don't let them get beaten down before they, they rise up. I agree with that. It's it's interesting because I do what our listeners have probably already heard, especially those who are binge listening. Is <laughs> they probably already heard the the presentation that I gave earlier, the interview that I did earlier about, and I, I absolutely are speaking of those young women who stood up after that that massive shooting in Florida. It, it's it's amazing to see how 
our young women are starting to stand up in so many different ways. But it's also true that many women in general are beginning to find their voices. And yeah. we do. We have to support because it's just like your experience. That's why I loved hearing your story. Your experience is you, you're doing all the work. You're saying all the stuff. You're inspiring all the people. And they're looking at the guys on the left and right of you going, oh, great. So, and that's what happens is, is the, when we start to use our voice, we don't always get the credit. And we right. also sometimes, not that we need the credit, but often we don't get the acknowledgement that we deserve. And that can feel bad. So oh. hang in there, sisters. Get, our, oh, get those voices you. out there. And <laughs> I want to just applaud you for the work that you do, for the oh, thank you are more than welcome. The, the level of energy you bring to the table, the authenticity, how you speak straight to truth. It's a good thing you got that red blanket around you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I want to just encourage you and let you know that this is one woman that's 100% behind you. I'm glad that my listening audience got a chance to meet you, to be a woman and a woman priest to speak to power on such a major international platform, it just doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Well, you're welcome. It was, it was my joy. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to tell us about? I think there's a women's speaker series coming up oh, at the National Cathedral. Imagine that. I do. I do. So we have, uh, I created a series called Claiming Our Voices, Claiming Our Truth. And, you are my third speaker. It started last night and just had an incredible time last night. It was uh, recovering from spiritual trauma. I had two women who had uh, been asked to leave Wheaton College. One was a lesbian and one uh, embodied solidarity with Muslim women by wearing a hijab and posting it on Facebook. I don't know if you know or heard about Larisha Hawkins, but mm -hmm. it was incredible. Tears were shed. A lot of people were there to heal. And so this series, um, next week we're talking with an African-American woman who survived and what it is to live in a white world. And she's going to be speaking. And then our own Denise Harrington will be our third speaker talking about everything that we're talking about right now. And um, what I hope you will do, because there are a lot of young women there, Denise, and they're here to hear. I want you to coach them how to bring that voice up out of their chest power and authority and i'm so excited and uh and then the last speaker is marianne williamson who as everyone knows she's written so many books about spirituality and claiming our our, our womanhood uh, it's an incredible series and uh i'm just so pleased that you're part of it. it it really it means a lot it means the world to me that you agreed to do it and um so please sign up, go to the cathedral website and come and hear Denise. And we have beautiful dinners with all of our, our speakers. Well, that's the National Cathedral website. And I will look forward to seeing people there that are listening in here. I'm really excited to be there, too. And it, it is my life's mission to help women speak with impact. So that's what Women Express is all about. Well, thank you so much. If you loved what we did today, and that includes you, Dana, Subscribe to our program, like what we do, share it with other women. We want to make a difference. We want our voices to ring out globally, nationally, in our home lives, our community. We want to make a difference. That's what we're here for. So subscribe and like. Well, that's it for the day. Woohoo! I'm so excited.
And I look forward to all. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for sharing this time with us. And don't forget www.womenexpresspodcast.com. That's www.womenexpresspodcast.com. And for that, I'm going to say, come on, women, let's express. Thank you. Bye now. We had a great time today. What I'd like to ask you to do is to rate us. Give us good ones. Review and subscribe. And if you love the time you spent with us and loved our speakers, our interviewees, then share this with your friends. Let's collectively women express. Thank you for being with me. Bye for now.